Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. And you're listening to That's So Braven, the wrestling podcast that just ends. Isn't the show so much cooler with those reads? Man, uh, still feeling the the buzz from StarCast, if you know what I'm screaming. But um, yeah, welcome to That's So Braven. I'm your host, Benjamin Raven. Uh, tonight we're going to be diving into WWE Hell in a Cell, brushing over Raw and SmackDown. But, uh, you know, I'm not just a results podcast, so I'm going to be focusing in on what I thought was interesting from Hell in a Cell. Obviously, we got to talk about the show ending in a spoiler alert. I'll give you three seconds to get out of here if you haven't seen the pay-per-view from Sunday yet. Uh, the no contest in the main event between Braun and Roman in a Hell in a Cell match. And... Uh, the ending to the Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton match, and just um, some surprises from the show, some talking points coming out of the show, give my take on it, and all that jazz, and we'll go over some news and results, and obviously with everything going on in WWE right now, we got to talk about the Super Showdown show in a couple of weeks from Australia, because, I mean, after Hell in a Cell, and after Raw, and after SmackDown, everything just feels like it's for that show, and uh that's something I want to dive into a little bit longer, but um, yeah, welcome to the show. That's what we're going to get going into. Uh, just a reminder, we are sponsored, That's So Braven, pronouns, pal. Uh, that's So Braven in the Court of Nerds. We are sponsored by Tardy's Collector Corner in Grand Rapids. Go see them. Gavin and D are heroes. Find them on Facebook. Uh, follow Tardy's Collector Corner on Facebook for Picks of the Week with John and Gavin every Friday, uh, every Wednesday on New Comic Book Day. It's been so long since I've read a comic book because I've been so balls deep into wrestling that uh, i forgot what day they come out on no just kidding uh, <laughs> but yeah follow tardies john's been killing the weekly videos on that the lives you can watch them anytime find that we are also brought to you by grand rapids comic-con my goodness that is sneaking up we are less than two months away from grand rapids comic-con in early november at the devos hall in downtown grand rapids grcomiccon.com uh check that out they keep announcing stuff on twitter um we're moderators again, so look out for that. Looking forward to it. Uh, once again, that's so Braven. We're going to play that music. A little new format this week for the long-time, first-time, long-time listeners. <laughs> I'm just gibberish right now. I'm just gibberish. No, it's been a lot of wrestling the last couple of days, as I'm sure it always is for me and most of you here. Um, we'll get into a little bit what I've been doing in my free time lately. and Yeah, why well, I've been a little busier busier than usual lately but yeah let's play that music drew that's so braven if you don't listen to this podcast do you know what happens you get it okay i feel good about that <laughs> Now, uh, Drew allegedly has some new theme music in the works from me. For me, excuse me. I don't need to edit it out if it happens in the intro theme music. But, uh, yeah, welcome back to Lasso Brave in the first episode post StarCast and All In. That is in the rear view mirror. Obviously, some of the stuff that we collected there is not uh we got some great liners uh thank shout out to blue meanie shout out to john for hustling and doing that while i was uh getting my ass kicked and sammy callahan's 
Nintendo 64 tournament. Very upset. Cursed out Chris Benoit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a long weekend. I was looking forward to that damn thing, and I was the first guy eliminated in my first round Fatal 4-Way matchup. But that's not why we're here. That is not why we're here. Before we get into the deeper topics... I just kind of want to go over my personal immediate thoughts after this show. You know, if the, for those that have been following me at Benjamin S. Raven or at court underscore of underscore nerds on Twitter, uh, you know, I usually post my immediate thoughts either after the pay per view that night or on the morning on Twitter, let it soak a little bit. And uh, uh, just to reiterate, yeah, from about 7 to 10.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, this show was fantastic. Up until a fucking... That's right. I'll censor it on Twitter where the babies can read it. But I will say the real word here on That's So Braven. Because the five of you that listen are definitely older than 18. Uh, fucking Hell in a Cell match ended in a no contest. A Hell in a Cell match in the main event at the Hell in a Cell... The Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with Mick Foley as the special referee... For the title, in the main event, just to reiterate that a little bit, between two monsters, Roman and Braun, longtime rivals, ended in a no contest. A no contest. And uh, after Braun and Roman, one-on-one action inside the cage for a while, they laid on the floor for 15 minutes while Seth, Dean, Dolph, and Drew fought on the outside and on top of the cage, going through tables and stuff like that, predictable spots. Cool, but still predictable. Um, Seth and Dolph obviously jumping through two announce tables off of the cage. Uh, I, I just think there's gotta be a better way to do that. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because that's such a risk and shout out for putting your body on the line like that for the product. But, um, I mean, I'm sorry. The last couple of times that spot has been done, it, the guys just jump off and that's, uh, that, you know, I mean, I feel like a, a fan new to the product would be like, Hey, what? He just clearly jumped off. I don't know. There's got to be a better way. They didn't They didn't do anything to fall. And uh, Yeah, I mean, you obviously want them to be safe and land on the announce tables, but I just thought that was odd. But then, yeah, while that's going on, Roman and Braun are still down in the ring. They're laying down for so long. They're laying down for so long. And then we go back to them in the ring, and Braun... Excuse me. Brock Lesnar's music hits. Whoa, what? Paul and Brock Lesnar come out. Brock kicks in the red cell door, more on the red later, and goes in the ring and beats the crap out of the Braun and Roman with a table. I believe he hits them both with an F5, and then the ref calls the match off. Or not the ref, uh, another ref. It wasn't Mick Foley, but they called the match off. I believe, I don't think it was Mick Foley, because I think, yeah. Oh yeah, he got sprayed in the face. Paul Heyman sprayed him in the face with something. <laughs> so random. But... You guys, you guys. A Hell in a Cell match ended in a no contest after Brock hit them with a table a couple of times and hit his finisher on each guy. Let's just run through some shit real quick. The first Hell in a Cell match, Sean and Taker beat the crap out of each other. Sean pile drives Taker on the steel steps. Sean bleeds like a stuffed pig. Sean uh, dangles from the top of the cage and falls through the announce table on the outside, which at the time in 1997 was like one of the craziest spots he had ever seen. I mean, it wasn't off the top of the top of the cell, but he was still standing on that mid 
kind of ream and state taker stepped on his fingers and sean fell the table through the table and it was just unbelievable disgusting chair shots after chair shots that matched in in a no contest kane comes in the ref gets chloroformed in that one too kane tombstones undertaker puts sean covers taker and gets the win that didn't end in a no contest after that mankind gets thrown off the cell through a table no contest. Mankind later on in that match gets chokeslammed through the top of the cell, lands on the mat in disgusting fashion, gets put on thumbtacks. That doesn't end in a no contest. Um, Undertaker chokeslams Rikishi off the top of the cell into a bunch of sawdust. That doesn't end in a no contest. Triple H pedigrees Chris Jericho on the top of the hell in a cell. That didn't end in a no contest. Triple H backdropped Cactus Jack. On top of the cell, through the cell, through the ring. That did not end in a no contest. Shawn Michaels and Triple H sold for 35 minutes after hitting finisher after finisher after finisher after table and ladder spot, spot and spot. That did not end in a no contest. <laughs> I can keep going on if you guys want. Um, this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I don't even... I'm sorry, I don't understand. I mean, this is... I was really enjoying the Braun and Roman action before this stuff. I mean, I understand that you feel you got to build a story to get to that triple threat match at the Australia show because you got to give those people their money's worth or whatever. What? I'm not going to speculate like Meltzer on that one. And yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, a no contest and a Hell in a Cell match for nowhere near the top level of damage inflicted on either men. Um, that's just like, that's like terrible. That was the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. That was the Hell in a Cell match main event for the WWE Universal title between two monsters who destroy each other. These guys kick out a finisher after finisher after finisher after finisher, and they lay down for 12 minutes and get beat up by Brock for 30 seconds each and get a no contest? I'm baffled. I mean, this was like a really solid start-to-finish show until that happens, but that's just one of those things that just rips you away from from it because you're just like you're so confused and you're so frustrated like i don't know what to compare this to i truly don't know what to compare this to a no contest in a hell in a cell the only other um thing i can think of is uh the the show from saudi arabia i believe shinsuke and aj got called off after they kicked each other in the nuts and that was a no dq match i believe or false count anywhere something like that and, I mean, that happened earlier this year, but nothing compares to this weak no contest in a Hell in a Cell. Now Brock, Roman, and Braun will face off at the WWE Super Showdown. I think that's Friday. Uh, Friday, Friday, October 5th, probably early, early morning live from Australia. Uh, speaking of that weekend, I will be at Border City Wrestling's 25th anniversary. It is a Impact one-night-only show. You do not want to miss this show. If you are in Michigan, if you are in the Midwest, if you are near Ontario, I have general admission tickets to BCW's 25th anniversary show, Saturday, October 6th. The biggest names in BCW and Impact will be there. It's going to be just absolutely fantastic. Um, please hit me up. I have $20 general admission tickets. It is in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. If you do not have your passport, Get an enhanced license and so you can drive into Canada. Uh, yeah, it's easy to do. Come on, it's easy.
Uh, so hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter if you want to go to that show. I can get you tickets. Uh, you might be helping me out a little bit there. Um, yeah. So hit me up. That's going to be a fun show. But getting back to the topic here, uh, I want to get away from the Super Showdown. I mean uh, the Hell in a Cell main event because I could, like I said, I could just list <laughs> uh, Batista and Triple H using a barbed wire steel chair. Um I mean, just I mean, this was just bad. This was naughty. This was naughty, lazy. We just got to get to this Australia show storytelling. Uh, disappointing, you know. Disappointing, you know. Braun and Roman's feud should be treated better than that too. Those guys should be treated better than that. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say anything could make either of those guys look weak, but that was a weak ending to that match, and just really confusing and unheard of. Uh, I, I stayed off of Twitter a lot just because I, I, I figured people were kind of blown away with it. I know I touched base with Matt Durr and my buddy Mike Coon, and I know Drew was like, what? Like, the ending. Drew said on Twitter, uh, Big Drew Khan, look him up, uh, this sh- last night's show ended like my podcast, and it did. It just ended. No contest. Off the air. What? I, I was blown away by that. Absolutely blown away by that. Um, that's just worked on the right. The Red Cell. My goodness, the red cell. Um, here's my main thing. It's more distracting than cool. Therefore, I feel like it doesn't really have a place in entertainment, and entertainment medium. I don't know. It, it, it was distracting to me on wide shots. I'm not going to sit here and bellyache over a red cell. I thought it was interesting. I got used to it. I thought it looked cool from the inside. I will agree with that. I thought it looked really cool from the inside of the ring on those interior camera shots and just thinking... As a human, I'm sure it's easier to climb with an extra coat of paint on the cell. And I'm sure it probably feels a little better to get thrown into or scrape your face up against with an extra coat of paint on top of that cage. But, um, yeah, the way, the wide shots were just distracting. And, um, like I said, uh, Drew, John, and I were at the 2017 Hell in a Cell show. And I, we had great seats. We were right next to the hard cam. As we luckily had media passes. And, um, thank you, WWE. <laughs> uh, and, um... I, you could see perfectly through the cage-colored cage. That's what I've been saying, because it's like they just changed the cage. We've seen the red cage done before a couple times. I remember TNA did it probably about a decade ago. They had much thicker bars. Uh, I just, you know, I just think about the live audience. If they can see, then fine. Screw it. It's cool. Good for you. But if they can't, then you need to go back to the regular, because come on. Come on now. Come on. You've already taken the video off the Titantron screen during matches half the time, so just make it easier for people to see your action when they pay the money to go to your show. If if it was fine, then I'll shut up. I, I just am not a fan of changes to change, but hey, if it was for the safety of the guys and the ladies, even though the women were not in a cell match, but they were last year or two years ago. Goodness, wow. Yeah, huh. that's about it. I thought it was distracting, but yeah. Uh, very okay with uh, Dolph, Drew, Seth, and Dean going more and more. Wow, what a just non-stop, turbo-paced, spot-fest tag match. You know, non-traditional tag teams, meaning that they're like single stars mashed together that work as tag team. That work as tag teams. Uh, it just works. I mean, these guys just work. Um, love it. I'm loving Dean since he's come back. I think he looks great. He's got a different, more aggressive, um, beat him down style to him. He just... It just works. Uh, Samoa Joe and AJ, great hard-hitting match. But gosh, 
with yet another wonky AJ Styles finish. You know, I, I appreciate a good wonky finish. It's just that AJ has had wonky finish after wonky finish after wonky finish, and the fact that they did the same exact angle with Kevin Owens and AJ Styles last year, meaning Joe had AJ in his uh, coquina clutch, and AJ rolled it up into a pin, and the ref counted one, two, three, but then the replay showed that AJ tapped out at like two and three quarters on the count, you know? So that he tapped out before the pinfall went just to set up the no DQ, no count out match at WWE Super Showdown. Once again, another angle just for a Australia show. Which I, I am going to spit on that a little bit later. I'm not going to completely hate on it because the card for it's stellar. But um, just uh, the fact that you 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 used a pay-per-view to set up a, that kind of show. And you don't have to do that. <sighs> and Becky and Charlotte had some cool moments. Uh, I love that match. Becky is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Very cool. Very deserving. Um, she closed out SmackDown tonight. This is after SmackDown on Tuesday night. Just in dominant fashion her character on the microphone is just pristine like her swagger and you know i'm siding with brian alvarez here i saw his defense in the face heel debate do you guys not remember stone cold steve austin he's right becky's being booked down the middle as a stone cold face she's a badass and you know the things that she's saying sound like they're heel on paper but they're true because i mean charlotte wanting to raise becky's hand after the match is charlotte getting her heat back and Becky didn't want to deal with that shit. So it's really it's really interesting. Um, I just love to see the confusion online between Becky being a heel and Becky being a face. Like, it actually matters in wrestling in 2018. It's just super fun. It is super fun because it is inconsistent. And Brandon Stroud had a hilarious tweet on Becky as a face or heel and how it changes every five seconds between the writers, between the action, between the announcers, between the crowd, between the people at home. It's just hilarious. Everybody's got a different take on it. But, um... I thought that was a really solid match. Uh, obviously a fun moment with Becky winning the title after two years of not having it. And uh, just uh, Charlotte and Becky ended it with Becky's championship coronation on SmackDown tonight, Tuesday night. Really cool segment. And Becky just came out looking dominant, like a dominant champ. Those two will face off at Super Showdown. <laughs> uh, well, I'll run through that card too. I will run through that. But um, here's another topic that listeners of this show are familiar with with me i am not a fan of the co-branded pay-per-views i feel like it shortchanges a deep roster i feel it like it takes away chances from people who don't need chances taken away where is finn balor where is kevin owens where is bobby Roode? where is ty dillinger where is apollo Crews? on and on and on where's baron corbin for god's sake he's been booked on tv in key spots he was in the main event of raw this past monday uh, just uh, where's Sasha? Where's Bailey? Where's Asuka? Where's Naomi? Where's the Iconics? Where are those young people getting spots? You know, where's the cruiserweights? Boo, cold branded pay per views. It's just we were. I mean, I just remember being worried about mid card performers getting a spot on pay per view cards when they first announced that solo branding pay per views would be no more. Shit, just multiple main eventers and champions not even making the cut. It really has just made feel made weekly tv feel like it doesn't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things as of late there's so much time spent on topics that get nothing that get no payoff moment that get no pay-per-view rub that get you know it just it feels like the same people stay in the same places and the i i'm just having a hard time seeing change to that it's absolutely ridiculous that bailey sasha and oscar naomi can't get on the card and and others and others and carmella and 
uh, Jax and just, ugh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing because there's such a deep roster and solo branding those paper, I mean, co-branding those pay-per-views just really short changes the roster. Just really cuts your rope in half. Um, it's just, it's, you gotta ma- maximize that talent. It's a very deep, diverse, interesting roster that, um, yeah, they could be doing more with, especially on shows like this. And, uh, you know, pros, everything besides the finish to Braun Roman and Randy getting like 40 minutes in the ending to the Orton and Jeff match with Jeff just hanging from the top of the red cell and th- just launching himself through a table with Orton obviously off it. It was a pretty illogical finish. I mean, props, once again, props to the spot, props to the put in the body on the line, but it just like, I I don't think it turned out like they wanted it to. It just didn't, I mean, it looked like Jeff just threw himself knowingly through a table. And I saw a lot of people complaining about that. And that's that was my first thought in the moment. It was like, oh shoot, he better not drop. Orton's clearly already gone, (laughs) but yeah, whatever. I mean, spots are cool, but they should make a little sense. And, uh, yeah, the Miz and Daniel Bryan mixed tag match with Bree and uh, Maurice in there. I mean, it's always going to be fun with these characters, and the crowd's always going to be a blast. But um, I just feel like there's not them listening to their audience on this one. People want to see more Miz and Daniel Bryan one-on-one, and that's not taken away from their wives. That's not taken away from the women in that match. It's just that there's a special one-on-one feud here between those two guys, and I think maybe WWE is misreading it. And not hyping is hyping it up as much as it should be because I know it's the number one contenders match at that WWE Super Showdown show, but um, this felt out of place. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's a cool. It was. Let me just. I want to be positive. I'm. I'm I swear. I'm. <laughs> I swear. I'm not just negative. But really cool to see Bree and Maurice back that shortly after giving birth. Like both of them look fantastic in the ring physically. Just cool to see them back. Uh, I got no problems with that. I'm just talking Diz and, Diz and Manuel Bryan. <laughs> Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, just, um, it just wasn't going the direction I felt like many expected it to. It's still going, so fingers crossed, because those two are just chemistry. Chemistry. Uh, shout out to Joey, Hollywood's World of Sports. Joey says, let's be real, this pay-per-view sucked except for a couple of matches. They had the opportunity to do some big things and drop the ball. P.S. How in the hell do you have a pay-per-view without Balor and Nakamura? Alright, I mean, that last point I 100% agree with, but this pay-per-view did not suck. Um, Randy and Jeff will be remo- will be remembered for being absolutely brutal with the screwdriver through the ear gauge spot and the twisting. It's the twisting that made it gross. For Brian Alvarez, who didn't understand that, wow, a guy put a screwdriver through a hole that you can put something through. It was the twisting of the skin. Becky and Charlotte Flair was great, with Becky winning the championship. That was a big moment right there. Dolph, Drew, and Dean and Seth was a fantastic 25-minute, non-stop, amazing match with a great finish. Another great finish on that Becky-Charlotte match, too. AJ and Joe was a great match, too. I mean, seriously, it was a great match. I mean, it was... Pretty much the same match that they've already had, but it was AJ and Joe. Uh, Rousey and Bliss was what it was. Um, yeah, <laughs> Drew's messaging me right now. <laughs> uh, this is how good the show is. I'm texting Drew. <laughs> Recording now, talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, um, Drew and I talked a little bit. I haven't been watching Raw 
live so he just he's been telling me what to watch what's worth my time he's been a peach giving me a rundown of the shows uh, I need to watch and what I need to watch and stuff like that I sadly have not caught up on New Japan lately uh, I know there's a couple of things I definitely want to watch Ishii and Omega I saw there was a fantastic match uh, tag match on one of those cards too so definitely want to check that out best friends are back at it need to see them in action Looked like Trent took a nasty choke slam on the apron, so that's what's on my radar. But uh, back to this. Ronda Rousey and Bliss, I can't really remember anything from this match. I just remember that Ronda won, and then the main event happened. Uh, I think I might have zoned out on that match a little bit. But Ronda is still the champ. Wow, shocker. This was a solid show. It really was. I've got no complaints. Uh, while we're on WWE still, let's run through the Super Showdown. Uh, Becky will defend her newly won title, uh, SmackDown's women title, against Charlotte Flair. Asuka Naomi versus the Iconics. The New Day will defend the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Cesaro and Sheamus the Bar. Uh, Cedric Alexander will defend the Cruiserweight title against Betty Murphy. AJ Styles will defend the WWE title against Samoa Joe in a no-DQ match. The Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey will take on the Riot Squad. <laughs> the Shield will take on Braun Strowman and Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Daniel Bryan will face The Miz to determine the number one contender for the WWE title. Bobby Lashley and John Cena will face Elias and Kevin Owens in a tag match. And Triple H will take on The Undertaker in the end of an era two match. And Braun, Brock, and Roman will fight for Roman's universal title. So, stacked card. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Kane will be in Undertaker's corner. Shawn Michaels will be in Triple H's. Uh, okay. Looking forward to Daniel Bryan and Miz. Uh, obviously, The Shield versus Braun, Dolph, and Drew. I see some cool stuff happening there. AJ and Samoa Joe hopefully gets... <sighs> I don't know what it is. I feel like they need to feature this match. Like I'd like to see this... Like I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see that match build as across the brand big you know too much focus on triple h undertaker that bills itself build up joe and aj and make that something very excited to see cedric alexander and buddy murphy on this stage uh, i could see them getting some ample time but yeah that looks like a fun show um october 6th from melbourne australia i have not seen a time announced for that yet because that'll immediately take away interest from it <laughs> but yeah uh just going over raw a little bit uh, viewership was down first hour 2.8 second hour 2.7 and last hour main event hour 2.4 and as Sean Rassap or I believe it was Brian Alvarez tweeted wow when you announce a Baron Corbin main event three hours ahead of time are you supposed to be surprised by a 2.4 harsh but true harsh but true you know that's not your big rating name but whatever ratings are fucking bullshit <laughs> <laughs> just like throwing it all out but that's kind of all we got to talk about here i felt like i got deep on a couple of things here uh, i'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this i thought helena saw was a very solid show obviously some weirdness but that's okay uh becky lynch with a fine fine moment and then a dominating performance on smackdown her character is oozing of stone cold swagger and attitude right now and i love it it works and we will see what happens. Uh, it's going to be an annoying couple of weeks building for this show in Australia. Um, WWE is changing. It's weird. 
it's a really weird time. Um, I've been having a hard time keeping up with the product lately. Been doing a little training and wrestling myself. That's right, stepping into the ring a little bit and learning the ropes and stuff like that. Always trying to better myself. Uh, always trying to learn more about this fantastic industry that I love to cover, that I love to study. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to get in there and I found an opportunity. I will talk about mo that a little bit later. Uh, I want to I want to pick the right time to go into that, but that's kind of why I've been gone on Monday nights and a couple other nights throughout the week. But um, yeah, that's about it, y'all. Let's just uh, yeah hit up thecourtofnerds.com. You can find me at Benjamin S Raven on Twitter. The Court of Nerds is on Twitter at core underscore of underscore nerds. Uh, once again, our website thecourtofnerds.com. Support the court. You will find our Kofi and Amazon link. Just click on our Amazon link and shop Amazon as you normally would. Seriously, that's all it takes. It's awesome. And that helps us out a little bit. We get a little coin in our pocket. Um, latest episodes on thecourtofnerds.com. Number 155, we talk about all the Henry Cavill, DC, Warner Bros. drama. It's a great episode. Guys got real passion on that. Guys and gals got real passion on that. Reverse Centaur has their 26th episode up. Uh, my last episode was 10 days ago. Hey, I was feeling those star class, Starcast Blues. I needed a little break. Um, looking to, looking forward to catching up on New Japan this week. Um, seeing what the hell happens in WWE. Everything feels like it's on hold until after this Australia show. So, yeah, um, I, I, I say I'm looking forward to it because I'm looking forward to how they're going to make people interested. The next WWE pay-per-view coming up while we are on the topic that is not the Super Showdown is WWE Evolution, set for October 28th. Huh. And then after that is the Crown Jewel. Really? The next two WWE pay-per-views are the overseas events. So, uh, just a little hot take. I think a, a couple major titles will change at the Australia show. Just because I feel like they they didn't do anything major at the Saudi Arabia show, so I feel like they will this time. The Bray Wyatt Matt Hardy tag team win does not talk count as major, but yeah, the that's about it. 